The Drive-By Podcast, brought to you by OwnSpace. This is The Drive-By with Freeway Frank. Episode 127 of The Drive-By is here. And so am I, Freeway Frank. How are you? Okay, so it has been a week since my last podcast. And truthfully, I didn't think I would be coming in to do this one this week. But I know I promised one earlier in the week. So I said, hey, I've got to keep up with doing these podcasts. I've never missed before, never missed a week unless I was somewhere on holiday or sick or couldn't make it. This podcast has been flowing for a year and a half. Can't let the people down because it's all about the people and you are the people. You right there on the other side listening in and supporting. So I thank you so much. But the reason why, and I have to confess right off the top, is during our holiday, my wife and I went and see my in-laws in Ontario. My pooch, Enzo, my dog, which is all we have. We don't have kids. We've tried to have kids. Didn't happen for us. And, you know, you never say never, but Enzo is everything to us. And for people who have pets and understand what an animal is, I never understood this till I had a pet of my own. Italians, we weren't big on pets. If you grew up in an Italian household with old school Italian parents and you had a pet, good for you. I couldn't have a pet. I couldn't have, I remember when I brought drums once back to my house. My dad was like, what is this? Then he heard me playing and he goes, okay, get them out. So I didn't start playing drums <laughs> till much later, but uh, they weren't keen on that stuff. My mom, I'm sure would have been okay with it. My dad wasn't keen on all this stuff. Animals, they never wanted animals in our home. So I always used to make fun. I was that guy. I'll be honest. I was the guy making fun of people who had animals and then were obsessing on the death of a pet secretly. Not publicly, but I'd be like, really? It's a cat. Really? It's a until I got my own dog. And it's almost 13 years and counting. We have Enzo, the Italian Greyhound, which is a great breed, by the way. If you're ever thinking of getting a dog, uh, they make for a great pet in a family environment. They adapt very well. They're just beautiful, soft Velcro dogs that love you unconditionally. I feel the same way about Enzo. Enzo got me through some and look i'm not about to play the victim here i'm not about to be all generation z or whatever generation plays the victim uh, constantly that's not true because our, our prime minister of canada plays the victim constantly and he's my generation x so xyz elemental p qrs I, i've lost track of all the alphabet letters it doesn't matter what the generation is i'm not playing a victim but i am going to tell you how i feel and i always tell you how i feel on this podcast my dog has always been there for me, always by my side, especially during the times that things weren't going great. I was having a tough time. You know how pets are. They're there for you. So what? Now I'm not going to be there for him when he's going through a tough time. So here's what happened. He fell off the bed. I was in Toronto for a couple of days. My wife was working remotely during the day. And, you know, we let Enzo... And this is a word of advice for anybody that has pets. As the pet becomes more comfortable and older, we tend to give it more space. More space because we trust the pet. But maybe sometimes that's not a good idea. The, the smaller the environment the pet 
has to roam around, the less of a chance of an accident happening or something happening, especially when you can't keep an eye on it. But anyway, we trust Enz because he's been an amazing member of our family for so long and he's so good and he's an amazing dog he's not a problem at all and he's he's a bit high maintenance sometimes you know what pet isn't and we treat him like a baby as i said because we don't have kids but he's been he's been beautiful and he's been heartwarming so we give him we, we let him enjoy whatever space we have and in this case we were letting him sleep on the bed at my in-laws and he liked going up there and just relaxing because it was cool during the day and it was pretty hot outside so all of a sudden, my wife and my mother-in-law heard a bang, and then Enzo came down the stairs, and he was wobbly, and he wasn't walking right. And to make a long story short, what pursued in the next couple of weeks was Enzo just not being the same. Now, we did call my vet. We did check in. I felt like as time was going on that he was getting, he was getting better, but he wasn't jumping on the couch anymore. We just felt as the weeks were going by, especially in the last week, that things seemed to get worse for him. And it looks like it's either neck or a spinal injury because he does have a, a hard time walking. And so it's been very difficult, especially in the last week. You know, we have pee pads for him in our, our laundry room and he always goes by himself. And if we're around, He's always at the door because he wants to go outside and he would go on his own and basically he can't go on his own now because he, he can't walk. He has a very hard time walking and he does this weird thing with his paws where he's not really getting a grip of our tiles or a grip of anything anymore. But we did get him checked and he's on meds and if he doesn't get better in the next week or so, then we're going to have to do some imaging to see if it was even more serious, but based on the assessment of the vet, based on what they saw, they don't think it's anything at that level where he would re require any surgery or medical imaging done to make sure he didn't break anything, but because he doesn't whimper, and he, he whimpered the first couple of days and then that passed for weeks. So here's where we're at. We're at a point now where uh, my wife and I are taking shifts and I slept on the couch a couple of nights. My, step, my wife slept on the couch. Last night, basically, when he has to go to the washroom, and he's so cute, he, he taps us. And he would usually do something like that anyway when he was well in bed and needed to go to the washroom if ever he did in the middle of the night. But he would always find his way to the washroom on his own. Now he can't. So middle of the night, not fun when it's 2, 3, 4, 5 o'clock in the morning, and you have to go to the backyard, carry him, and then... He has a hard time standing, so it's it's very sad. And to make a even longer story as short as possible, uh, we've had to watch him like a hawk every single moment that we're around him to make sure that he's okay. And there's been no mistakes. He hasn't peed on himself or crapped himself. He goes outside, but it's basically somebody has to watch him. And we can't leave him and go out and, and have fun and, and go enjoy a night together because... Leaving him to somebody, uh, considering the, the condition he's in, would be an absolute burden because no one knows what they'd be signed up for anyway. And even when he wasn't injured, he's a high-maintenance dog to take care of, meaning he has his idiosyncrasies. And, you know, all pets do have something like that. And other people don't know how to 
watch a pet that has or is giving you certain messages that they want certain things and we just take care of our dog that way and we always have we just don't want to leave them behind so we're stuck so i had to find a moment to come here to my studio downtown montreal do this podcast because that's what we've been doing basically taking turns back and forth it's going to be a longer uh, process in terms of him fully recovering and he is getting older He's an elderly dog to begin with. And you know what happens when elderly people fall? It's never a good thing. And it's always a strike against you when you're human, especially in your 70s, 80s, 90s, and you take a fall. It's never a good thing. And anyone who has an aging parent or grandparent knows that. Same thing with a pet. So hopefully you can find some comfort uh, knowing uh, that, you know, maybe you're going through this yourself right now with a pet or you have gone through this and you'll have some comfort knowing that you're not in this alone. Other people go through this as well. Enzo is not doing great and hence why uh, I have been, um, you know, not not really there, in other words, even on social media and kind of MIA. People were waiting for the frank thoughts the freeway thoughts on Justin Trudeau's divorce. Justin and his wife, Sophie, are calling it quits after 18 years. They're separating. When this story broke, I had it on my Instagram immediately. And I really didn't, uh, you know, I wasn't mocking or anything like that. And, I, and I'll be straight up. It's too easy to make a joke. And I like to think of myself as better than that in the sense that the jokes write themselves. It's too easy to take shots at somebody when they're down. I've never been that way. Even though I can't stand them. I am human. Okay. I don't like what this guy did, is doing, continues to do to our country and its people. I don't like how he treated people over the three years and how he treated people who made certain decisions like myself. That's why I have it. I have it in for him. You know, people wonder, Frank, how could you dislike somebody so much? Well, I go, well, look at what he did. You know, maybe you signed up and did everything you were asked to do by him, but I didn't. And because I chose to do something else, well, he vilified people like, like me. And again, not playing the victim. He vilified people like us, turned Canadians, everyday Canadians against each other and the media against everybody. And we know what happened. Uh, nothing after the three years. We're here today, and everybody's swept everything under the the rug, right? And he continues to sweep everything under the rug. And, of course, we have to respect, as they said, respect their privacy going through this time. And to tell you the truth, as I said, I like to cons consider myself a pretty classy guy, but he doesn't deserve any respect considering how he respected our privacy during the time that we had to show certain papers to get into restaurants we couldn't go into places we couldn't get on a train or a plane and if you think you're gonna sit next to it and all that malachias all right don't think i forget that but again again being the person that i am trying to be the bigger person i didn't take any shots at him getting uh, divorced separated with sophie why everyone else did go on social media look at everybody taking shots it's easy to forget that 50% of marriages here in Canada, almost 50% of marriages end in divorce. So when you're mocking somebody that is getting divorced or is separating, you probably, one in two people around you, family members, people you know, right? You're mocking them on social media. You're mocking them too 
because their relationships ended. They've divorced. They have broken families, right, as well. They see your posts, and you look like a dumbass. You look like a dumbass because there are better instances and times to take shots at Trudeau, and that's when I do it. I do it when he merits those criticisms, which is all the time. But a divorce, that could happen to you. That could happen to me and my wife. That could happen to anybody, and it's personal. And you know what? There are kids involved, and, and I do respect that. I do respect that he has kids. So why go, go down that road? So basically, I just shared his wife Sophie's Instagram announcement that they were separating, and he did the same thing on Instagram as well. That's all I did, shared that. And then I didn't really say much for about 10 hours until I saw this great tweet that somebody uh, sent. He had mentioned, him and his wife had mentioned difficult conversations they had to have during, you know, to get to this separation. And then <laughs> one person basically tweeted the difficult conversations and it was Trudeau being like super, looking super over the top gay at the pride parades in his white pants and waving his hand the way, you know, just over the top. Like, okay, you could go to a pride parade. You could go to 10 of them. You could go to 15 of them. But if you're straight, man, you don't look like Trudeau. You don't look like Trudeau just over the top, happy about, like, why so happy? Okay, like, I've been to pride parades. I give them support, my gay friends. But I wasn't like, hey, going, like, all fabulous. And no, because that's not who I am. But maybe that's who he is. So I thought that was a brilliant tweet. And I shared that. And I thought it was subtle just to say, uh, maybe this is what is happening. But again, None of my business. Even if Trudeau were gay or bi or whatever he is, okay? It's, I don't give a shit. The minute he's no longer prime minister, I couldn't care less. I don't think his name will ever come up on this podcast or in any other conversation. Bye. See you later. Bye-bye. I'm not even going to think about him for a second. But as long as he continues to be prime minister of Canada... I have a problem with that because I think he's the worst leader we have a leader. And I say that very reluctantly because he's not a leader of any kind. Worst micromanager we've had in the history of this country. And he continues to destroy it. And again, whether Trudeau is going to end up, you know, people are like, Frank, do you think he's going to end up announcing he's gay do you think he's gonna end up mentioning that you know he's had a love who cares i i really don't care what he does you know i think it was his father who said what people do in the privacy of their own bedroom is their business yeah it's their, i really don't care if trudeau's gay now i'm allowed to have an opinion and if you ask me now frank do you think he has gay tendencies the answer is yes that is my opinion do you think he might be bi uh, yeah, I think by more than just straight up on one side and, and just liking men because he had to spend time. You know, people are like, well, he spent 18 years with Sophie. Yeah, but he had three kids, which means they had to have been active quite a few times to have three kids. So uh, I'm, I'm not convinced he could have been that excited or aroused unless he was doing it another way. And what, she would have signed up for 18 years of zero intimacy with this guy? just so they could have three kids together and he could have this fake life so he could pursue politics and everyone would just assume he was a straight man. No, it doesn't work like that. So yeah, have there been men, a lot of men that have come out after 10, 15, 20 years, 30 years of marriage and all of a sudden they admit they're gay? Oh yeah, it's happened 
tons of times. So is there a possibility that Trudeau might be one of these people? Absolutely. I think, though, he strikes me more of like a bisexual, a bi man, than he does just a pure gay man. So that's how I see it. But again, whether he's uh, going down on jag meat or whether he's uh, stroking some other meat, I don't know, or whether he uh, he eats just salad or has uh, ribeyes at night, uh, it doesn't change my life. All that changes my life and all that should change your life and all we should be concerned about is what he's doing today for this country and how it will affect your kids. It would be a shame to see this country continue going down this path. And the fact this guy, in, in my opinion, continues to ruin this country. So that's where I'm at with the whole Trudeau separation. And whether he's uh, having sex with one of his MPs or a male or female, pas mes affaires, none of my business. And I really, really couldn't care less. And it's petty. It's really petty. And, and I thought some people were better than this. And I was, I was on social media and I saw the messages and the jokes. I know people are angry and trust me, he's pissed me off. And I've been on this guy's all over this guy because this guy's been all over us. And I've been all over this guy for years. It, it, it wasn't even during the last three years, okay, it, before that. I didn't like this guy from the start. And anyone who knew me back in 2014, 2015, I was like, no, no, this guy would be horrible for the country. It's just I believe that we're at a point where we live in a society that things are literally shoved down our throats on a daily basis that make no sense anymore. Just... The world and the way it's run by a lot of these weak people like Trudeau. So will this weaken a guy like Trudeau? That's another question I've gotten. Or will it make him stronger? Will it will it kind of get him the sympathy vote because his uh, wife, I shouldn't say his wife necessarily left him. It could have been a, a mutual decision. I think his wife left him. That's my opinion once again. But okay, let's say their marriage dissolved. They're no longer together. Will this help him with an election looming around the corner in the next six months to a year and a half? I don't see how. I don't see how this appeals to especially women because women see this and say, whoa, his wife, right? So they're going to think up because women, you know how women think. Women automatically will think with their women's intuition automatically they will look at it from a women's perspective the same way we will look at it from a male perspective okay nothing sexist about this and women will automatically think hmm she left him <laughs> or why didn't she want to be with him anymore that's that's the way women think okay whereas guys will just look at it and go give a shit about things like this we we don't gossip about divorce and separation and all this stuff when a guy leaves his wife or his wife is dumped by no we're like you know what there's always another bus coming down <laughs> coming down that hill right if you miss the five o'clock there's a 5 15 and there's a 5 30 5 45 and a six o'clock in other words that's just life and the way it is sometimes yeah it's heartbreaking you got to move on at some point right so men look at it differently but women will automatically look at him and go whoa could it be that he was not a good father not a good husband whatever the case is and th will that translate to the voters booth possible so i don't think this is a good look 
at all. In my honest opinion, I think this is another strike on Justin Trudeau. And the fact that his poll ratings or whatever you want to call them, the numbers are showing a decline in support for him and the Liberal Party. And he's he's really down. He hasn't had a really good last couple of weeks, month especially. This definitely hurts him. And I hear a lot of people saying, well, what about if he comes out? Will he come out, literally come out and say that place for the other team? And will that garner more support? And, and, he, and will he be able to use that in order to get himself reelected? Uh, I've heard people say this. Anything is possible, but I don't believe it. I don't believe, even though as narcissistic and self-centered as this guy is, I don't believe he's going to go down that road at all. But you have to wonder about the timing of this and why it's happening right now. Was it going to leak? People have been talking about this for years, by the way. I first heard about this in 2019, I think it was, that him and his wife weren't getting along and were probably not together anymore. You probably heard it too. I'm sure you did. Was it the right time because an election will be called and they want it out of the way? They don't want this coming out during an election? Probably. Coincidental? Could be coincidental. Or it could be uh, planned this way. Either way, it shouldn't matter. We shouldn't be basing whether we want this guy for prime minister based on the fact that his marriage is broken and gone. We should be basing whether or not we want this guy for prime minister on how he's run the country for the last eight years. And I don't need to tell you what his report card looks like with this. This guy is worse than a cat. He's at 13 or 14, 15 lives now. Add this one to it too. Another strike, 16 lives. He's just, nothing can stop this guy. So just when you think, ah, this is going to take him down? No, think again. Think again. I talked about Jizzo today. That's what I'm calling Trudeau now, Jizzo. I've talked about my dog, Enzo, and I was going to end it with Lizzo. She's the uh, overweight, can I say that? Overweight rapper that basically um, doesn't want anybody commenting on the fact she might be unhealthy and needs to lose some weight. Okay, but none of my business. I don't tell people they need to lose weight because it's hard to get weight off. I put a little uh, panchina, little um, stomach during summer from beers or drinks I'm having, whatever the case is. It's insulting when people say to you, ah, you put on a little uh, weight there or you did a little. Yeah, so I'm sure Lizzo doesn't want to hear it. I, I'm sure Lizzo knows she's fat. Okay, and that's the word. She's fat. There's, look, that's the word. There's no fat shaming here. You either people tell me all the time. Frank, you've lost a lot of weight. I go, no, I've been 210 pounds for the last 15 years. That's my weight. I'm slim. That's the way I am. But people say it all the time. Hey, you got, you know, you're, you're oh, you're too skinny. You're too slim. You're too this. Uh, well, no problem. It's just as offensive when somebody calls you slim or skinny. So uh, the other way around, I'm going to say it too. She's fat. Okay. If I'm skinny, well, she's fat. She needs to lose some weight. But it's funny that when... In this world today, when you criticize somebody like Lizzo, like I believe P.K. Subban did and said a Lizzo-sized lunch or made some kind of reference on a uh, hockey show that somebody needed to have a Lizzo-sized lunch and he took heat for it and almost canceled for saying that, what, saying the truth. When Lizzo comes out and does something bad, well, then, wait, you know how it works. Yeah, they look the other way when it comes to Lizzo doing something inappropriate. So Lizzo apparently has forced her dancers, was forcing her dancers to eat bananas 
from sex workers' vaginas during their Amsterdam tour or trip or wherever they were. Okay, so there's a lawsuit happening from, I guess, one of her staff members, one of her dancers, that they Lizzo forced these people, these crew members, to eat bananas from sex workers' vaginas. Now, again, I say, when Justin Trudeau hijacked International Women's Day and not one woman said anything about it, when he called trans women women and no woman, no feminist stood up, nothing, where are all the Me Tooers right now with Lizzo condemning Lizzo? By the way, I checked. They're nowhere to be found. On vacation, out of town, having fun. Weather hasn't been too great here in Montreal. They must be somewhere else enjoying it but uh, no time to post on social media because i checked and no one's condemning lizzo let go my ego that's what she needs to do nobody and i'm sick of it because there's always a double standard happening always a double standard it's attack the right and we can do no wrong on the left we're perfect on the left and the right alt-right perfect on the left right homophobic perfect on the left right racist that's, that's just the way they do it nowadays. It's nonstop labeling and movements galore, whether it's Me Too, Black Lives Matter, whatever it is. First to say something, but the minute one of theirs is attacked, silence. That's when you know all of this is pure bullshit. Episode 127 of the Drive-By Podcast has come and gone. Please comment or review on Apple if you're listening in on Apple. If you haven't commented yet, say something on Apple. Just write something. Spotify, you could do the same. More important to give it five stars on Spotify. I hope, sincerely, you're enjoying this summer so far as we get closer to, like, everyone's talking about September. Ah, where was June? Where was July? How about you enjoy August? How about you focus on right now and today uh, before August goes by, and then in September we'll be talking about Christmas already. This is everybody on social media. I'm, I'm losing my mind. I can't even go on there anymore. And check out any of the past episodes on YouTube. They're up there and always available for you to see. Thank you so much. Catch you again next week. I'm Freeway Frank. Ciao for now. The Drive-By. With Freeway Frank. The Drive By Podcast, brought to you by Own Space.